I'm Derek and welcome to Derek Talk. Uh, something that is kind of near and dear to my heart because uh, I'm a 70s baby. I grew up in 1973 and, you know, I grew up during the Run DMC era and Fat Boys and, you know, people like that, Special Ed, you know, um, hip hop has always been near and dear to me. It's the music that raised me. It's the music that I listened to growing up. It got me through a lot of hard times. You know, Fat Boy, Stick'em, Run DMC, um, My Adidas, you know, LL Cool J, you know, Radio. I, I could go on and on and on. But what I want to talk about, you know, in this episode primarily is why do rappers have to undergo such dangerous situations violence murder just because that is the profession that they chose it's been said that the hip-hop culture is embedded in violence that it was i even heard someone on the breakfast club say that that's how the culture was pretty much founded on violence totally disagree i think hip-hop was founded because people wanted to tell their story they wanted to be narrators they wanted to share their life experiences through music most of these people were from the streets most of these people were from urban areas the bronx brooklyn so their stories were based upon their daily struggle growing up in the inner cities the trials and tribulations so when I talk about people like a young man named Aramis Joseph Asgidum, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He was known as Nipsey Hussle, making songs such as The Marathon. The Marathon continues in Crenshaw. Actually, his debut album, The King of Memphis, ranked 49th on the Billboard 200. This man was gunned down for no apparent reason. I mean, I don't know if it was ever resolved, but a senseless murder, nonetheless. Although I think the killer was found and brought to justice, we still have many questions about these type of senseless killings, these type of this type of violence, primarily brought upon MCs. A young gentleman by the name of Young Dolph, Adolph Thornton Jr. Same scenario, rapper killed in broad daylight while attempting to purchase cookies for a family member. If I'm not mistaken, it was his aunt. I think when you talk about hip hop music, when you talk about that culture and where it derives from you have to understand that many of the prominent hip-hop artists the artists that achieved any level of success came from the streets notorious big christopher wallace biggie smalls in the movie he was depicted as a child who really didn't care for school and education so he started selling drugs his mom tried to keep him away from the streets, 
but his inhibitions and the things that he wanted to do led him to being a rapper, battle rap. The things that he rapped about, give me the loot, give me the loot. I'm a bad man. You know, don't trust this. Don't trust that. The things that he rapped about were based in the streets. Talked about drug dealing, that culture, crime, a life of, you know, robbing, stealing, getting it how you get it. I think a lot of the lyrics that are in the music is very detrimental and is the reason that a lot of these rappers find themselves in other than safe situations. I do believe that every man has a right to tell his story. Every man has a right to express himself. But when you glamorize a certain type of lifestyle, there are always going to be individuals that want to prove that they are, quote unquote, about that life. I just think that's the reality. When you look at Tupac, Tupac Shakur was probably one of the most famous rappers to ever live. And I think most of his rap style wasn't just rap. It was more poetry. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, some of his lyrics are used in colleges and universities. And they pretty much depict the words because I think Tupac was more of a prophet. He was ahead of his time. But a lot of the things that he talked about were very, very. What's the word I'm looking for? Profound. Um, when he talked about growing up in LA and the drug culture and thug mansion, ain't no place I'd rather be, you know, what's the, I forget the lyrics to that particular song, but he talks about basically dying and living in thug mansion, you know, where you gotta be a G to even be in thug mansion. So I think although these individuals are very talented and their way of telling their story is quite profound and prophetic, I think because of what they talk about in their music, they make themselves targets to the wrong type of individual. Pop Smoke, Gun Down, he had a huge catalog of great music, but he didn't get to live out his destiny because he was gunned down. And this goes as far as all the way back to Jam Master J, who was also murdered. So my question and the thing that I really want to talk about on this particular episode is why? Why is this happening? Why is it that because I choose to be in the hip hop industry, that my life is pretty much in jeopardy, that my safety is in jeopardy? And I've given a lot of theories I look at some of the older hip hop artists, let's say Buster Rhymes, leaders of the new school. That's how he started. Buster has had a very long, successful career. Buster's never gotten shot. Buster's not really necessarily rapping about guns, drugs, women. His music is more party friendly. Get the party started keep things jumping and I think that's why Buster has had a long career LL Cool J James Todd Smith you know made songs like Candy and 
uh, I Need Love, which was a love ballad. LL never rapped about guns, violence, drugs. If he did, it was very brief. That's another example. Ice Cube. Ice Cube did rap about drugs and guns and those type of things, but he never necessarily glamorized it. He touched on it because that that was where he grew up. That was where he was from. That was the culture. That's what he knew. He didn't glamorize it. He just he talked about it. And then he went on to talk about other things. You can do it. Put your back into it. He became a little bit more commercial. My point is, I think that a lot of the hip hop artists, because of what they rap about, they subject themselves to violence. Young Dolph. Young Dolph's music talked about killing, being murdered, murdering other people. That's the fate that he met. Same way as with Nipsey Hussle. So on my show, I like to identify problems, but I also like to talk about some suggestions. And I think what a lot of hip hop artists need to understand. And I talked about a little bit of this in my last podcast. Once you get to a certain level of fame, it's unrealistic to think that you can return to the neighborhood where you grew up. I think as black people, we have a sense of determination when it comes to keeping it real. We have a sense of determination when it comes to being real, being accepted, having street credibility. When I say street credibility, I'm talking about I never changed. I'm from the hood. I'm still hood. I'm rich. I might have a Jewish attorney, but I'm still keeping it real. So I still live on the same street I grew up in. I'm just rich. You see people like Lil Boosie. He's still in the hood. He's still at the cookouts. He's still hanging with the goons. Rap music, hip hop. And I say this with all due respect. I think it does more harm than good. I think if the message is positive and the message is You can be young, you can be African-American, but you can overcome your situation by pursuing your music and doing something positive. If you you look at people like Lupe Fiasco, you look at people like, and I want to pronounce this right, you look at people like Twalib Kwali, their music is a little bit more narrative. They're telling a story. It's It's more of a narration. When we glamorize the things that we see in the streets, the drugs, the money, the fast life, the hustle, it never leads to anything positive. So I think not telling these rappers that they have to change their music, that they don't have a right to tell their story. I think, and I think people like a lot of the veterans, the so-called, the the old heads in hip-hop, like Tip Harris, T.I., would probably agree with this. As you grow older, you have to elevate. When T.I. was a trap boy, you know, younger, and talking about the trap and drugs, 
he had to elevate from that with songs like what you know about that you know and it was talking more about the level of success that he he's achieved and what he's able to do in his lifestyle get away from the talking about the gangs and, and, and the violence in the inner city because I think when you promote that type of music and you advertise that type of music that's the type of energy that you bring to yourself the PMB rock situation was a prime example of a young man who was up and coming who was gunned down really for no apparent reason except the fact that he was wearing very expensive jewelry and he was very, very successful in what he was doing. I hate to say it, but in the black community in African-American communities, there are a lot of people who are still looking for a way out. There are a lot of people who still are jealous and envious of those who have made it out. So... When you put on expensive jewelry or you're wearing expensive clothes or you're driving a Maybach or you're driving a $200,000 car and you are around these people who have nothing at all. They don't even know where their next meal is coming from. What you're doing is you're inviting them to want to do physical harm to you because they have absolutely nothing at all. And my grandfather once told me, he said, A man that has nothing to live for at all, he'll do anything. His mind is not in the right place. He's hungry. It's like a wolf. It's like a wolf in the wild. You go from, you are the prey, they're the predators. And it's unfortunate that we have to deal with that. But I think in the hip hop culture, That's what we have to deal with. We have to deal with the fact that these are young black men who come out of the inner city and become extremely successful millionaires, multimillionaires. But then they grew up with people who are still in those neighborhoods, still hustling, still doing things that are illegal. So when they return to those neighborhoods, they still know some of those people. They grew up with some of those people. Those people are embedded within them, their family. So when you come back and you're successful and you're a totally different person, that person is looking at you and he's me mugging like, I want to be where you're at. And if I can't get where you're at, I'm going to do something to hurt you. I think it's extremely sad that we as black people cannot achieve a certain level of success without worrying about someone trying to kill us or do harm to us. And I think we are the only culture that has to worry about that because of our mentality. In the PNB Rock situation, his girlfriend posted on Instagram that they were at Roscoe's Fried Chicken and they were eating. So what that did was that sounded the alarm for the person that wanted to do harm to him, approached him, asked for his chain. And when PNB Rock resisted, the young man shot him in the head and in the back. What we have to understand 
And I don't know if we truly understand this, but I'm going to say it one final time. And I hope people really understand this. Everyone in the black community is not your homie, is not your buddy, is not your friend. We're all black. We're all African-American. But that doesn't mean that they have the same mentality that you have. And I think it stems from the upbringing. I was raised to work for what I want, to earn it, not to take what somebody else had. So I think in the hip hop community, unless we make some serious changes mentality wise, I think we're going to see more and more murders happen. I think we're going to lose more artists every day. We lose a different hip hop artist every day. And it's because those that are around these people do not have their best interests at heart. Those that are around these people are jealous of their success. Those that are around these people want to be where these people are. So you're unrealistic to think that when you achieve a certain level of success, you can go back and be around those same people who are still struggling. Does that mean move to the suburbs? Does that mean... You can't be who you are. Absolutely not. You will always be who you are. But your status in life has changed. And that's what I think these rappers have to realize. It's just like when NBA players make it to that level. They go from the collegiate level to a professional level. There is somebody, there are classes and people teach them how to handle their money, what to invest in, what not to invest in. They have CPAs, they have certified public accountants, they have attorneys. They have people that specialize in certain areas to guide them. And I think the same thing should happen with hip hop artists. They should have someone around them Preferably not somebody they grew up with, somebody that that they know and that they trust that can kind of guide them because a lot of these guys are young. If you're young, you're 21, 22 years old and you just got a record deal. You came out with a smash hit single. You never had money. You came from the streets, your mom, your dad, all poverty level. But all of a sudden you're the baby. You know, you're a little baby, you're the baby. And you're next thing you know, you're a, you're a famous hip hop artist. You have no managerial skills. You don't know anything about money. You don't know anything about investing. You don't know anything. You're just out there pretty much on your own. But the mentality is still the same. You grew up in the streets and that street mentality is embedded within you. So you still think, that you can shake hands with those you grew up with. It's a facade. It's a facade. And that's what we need to realize. It's a facade to think that the people that you grew up with have your best interests at heart. They are now envious and jealous of your success. Men take away every other factor. Just the fact that we are men. Men are primarily alpha creatures. Every man wants to be the top guy, the Michael Jordan. Nobody wants to be the Scottie Pippen. Nobody wants to be Scottie Pippen. Everybody wants to be Michael Jordan. Nobody wants to be Horace Grant or BJ Armstrong. Everybody wants to be Michael Jordan. 
So my message to rappers that we are losing so many of these young guys to gun violence is to be realistic. Be realistic. You came from the inner city. Now you have millions of dollars. You are a different individual, whether you want to believe that or not. Move different, think different, surround yourself with different types of people. Keeping it real is living and being alive to raise your children. Keeping it real isn't going back to the hood and trying to lift up people who don't want to be lifted. And I'm not saying that's true in every case. I'm saying I think we're losing a lot of these lives because these young people aren't thinking that somebody that they know or somebody that they grew up with would actually do physical harm to them. And it's unfortunate that they think that way, but I think that's the reality. So I think that's something that we need to think about. I think that's something that we need to really work on. I think to avoid the situations like the PNB Rock situation, there have to be some changes made, and I think they will be made. Um, but this is Derek Talk. I'm Derek, and I talk on a variety of different topics. Um, I talk on what I think is going on in the world and what needs to be addressed. Like I said, I grew up a hip hop head. You know, the Fat Boys, Run DMC. Special Ed, LL Cool J, uh, Houdini. And it was a different time then. It was a different time then. And the music was fun. And, you know, friends, how many of us have them? The music was fun. And everybody wanted to get out and be fly and go party. And it was really fun. Now we live in a different time. We live in a time that, that unfortunately is very dangerous. And you have the have and have nots. And when you become a have, you have to move more strategically. What's going on in the news? Hurricane Ian makes landfall in southwest Florida as a category four storm with 150 mile per hour winds. The storm is delivering a catastrophic trifecta of high winds, heavy rain and historic storm surge. Hurricane Ian is tied for the strongest storm to make landfall on the west coast of Florida. That's one of the news stories that's going on right now. Let me see what else is going on in the news. The Hurricane Ian situation. We also have, and I want to also reiterate that, and I'm not saying every person that's, you know, in the inner city is a bad person. What I'm saying is I'm seeing a tremendous amount of death coming to a lot of these young guys because they become successful and they try to keep it real. My question to America, my question is to the black community, when does keeping it real when do we draw the line when it comes to keeping it real? And and that's a fair question, I think. When do we draw the line when it comes to keeping it real? So if I see my my neighbor 
doing something illegal or doing something to hurt a child or doing something to hurt an elderly person? Am I not supposed to snitch? Am I not supposed to dial 911? We put so much emphasis on keeping it real that I think is detrimental to us. I really believe that, you know, and I think that's why a lot of these rappers are losing their lives because they want to remain tied to the neighborhoods that they grew up in. But that's unrealistic. And I think as long as we continue to try to return to those neighborhoods, we're going to have problems. But as I was saying, Hurricane Ian touched, made landfall there on a, on a Florida peninsula. And the wind speed of Hurricane Ian is matching the wind speed of Hurricane Charlie back in 2004. So that's something to keep in mind. That's a storm that is doing some horrific things over there on the Florida Peninsula. Also, Biden approves $1.1 billion more in military aid to the Ukraine. It's another story. Biden approves $1.1 million. I'm sorry, $1.1 billion more in military aid to the Ukraine. That was according to CNN. Um, Back to my story. Um, And I know, you know, many of us were Biggie and Tupac fans. I can still remember when Tupac was murdered. I can still remember when Christopher Wallace Biggie Smalls was murdered. And I don't even know if the people that were responsible for these young guys, young people's murder were found. I don't think Biggie's Biggie's murderer will ever be uh, brought to justice. I personally think that was a little bit more of a corrupt situation. Maybe something that was dealing with maybe law enforcement. That's just my personal opinion. Um, Never any proof, just a gut feeling the way it happened. The situations that surrounded his death. Very, very unfortunate. But. If you look at any genre of music, when you talk about rock or heavy metal, the Rolling Stones, uh, U2, any uh, the Jonas Brothers, you only see hip hop artists being murdered. And if that doesn't make you think and ponder for a second, then I don't know. I, I'm an analytical thinker and I try to think, well, why is it that only hip hop artists is being are being murdered. And I think I gave you a few analogies, a few of my theology earlier. I think a lot of it, and I'm not saying all of it, but an immense part of the reason that a lot of these hip hop artists are being killed is because of the lyrics in the music and what that energy creates, as well as this determination of African-American people to always have a sense of connection to where they come from. If I come from the Bronx, I got to represent the Bronx. If I come from Harlem, I got to represent Harlem. If I come from uh, uh, Brooklyn, then that's where I got to represent. Even if it means putting myself in a bad situation. I'm a hip hop artist. I'm not going to live in, you know, the Hamptons. I'm not going to live in Hollywood. I'm going to stay in the neighborhood where I come from and I think that's an unfortunate way to think and I think that's why we're seeing so much uh, death 
you know, in the hip hop community. If you think about Pop Smoke and Nipsey Hussle and Young Dolph, even as far back as Jam Master J, what's the guy? Um, I mean, there's so many people that have died, you know, hip hop artists within the last two, three years that have died prematurely because at the hands of another African-American person. The Nipsey Hussle thing garnered a lot of media attention because he was doing a lot of great things in his community. Um, The Marathon Clothing Store, the fact that he was very charitable and that he was um, providing a lot of jobs in the community where he came from. I mean, it was unfortunate because here's a man and his mother spoke about it at the funeral. His real name was Aramis. Um, who always wanted to uplift the hood. He always wanted to give back to the hood. He always wanted to build businesses and generate revenue in the hood. That was his thinking. His thinking wasn't, I'm successful. I've done well. I'm going to get out of this area because it could be detrimental to my health. Even young Dolph. Um, he always returned to Memphis to shop there, to buy stuff there, to, you know, put money back into the community. You hear guys like Yo Gotti, a lot of these rappers, they feel like they have to have a certain loyalty to their neighborhood. And I think I don't think anything is necessarily wrong with that. I think as human beings, we're, we're creatures who feel a certain loyalty to where we come from. I remember being in high school and my high school would always get into problems with the opposing high school because we have a sense of representing where we from. But where do you draw the line when that starts costing you your life? Nipsey Hussle cannot be around for his children. Young Dolph will never attend his daughter's prom or his son's um, prom. You know? I just think it's very, very unfortunate. And I think my solution again, before I wrap this up, is that we have to change our thinking. We have to understand that everybody that's African-American isn't the same as us. There are people that are jealous. There are people that are extremely envious. And there are people that will take your life because you are rich and successful. And that is the true bottom line. This is Derek Talk. See you next time.